Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to this week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. She next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. By the time you hear this, we could be gone. Oh my god, don't even say something <laughs> like that. That's terrible. It'll be the last episode of Married with Movies, you never know. Oh my god. Well, what, what episode to go out on, hey? <coughs> no, there's better episodes to go out on, mm. but that's, this is what we're stuck with. It's September 1st, 2019, the first of potentially many episodes we'll be recording over the next several days. It's uh, Hurricane Watch 2019. It's been a couple years since we've had this. Uh, Three years ago when Samantha was pregnant, we had it. We actually sprung a leak in the middle of the podcast. We did. uh, For House of Sand and Fog. It literally became a House of Sand and Fog and Water. Um, Doesn't make much sense. Yeah, I know. I don't know. And then that, one, uh, that was weak. The year after that, I don't remember much of that one. That was the actual serious one, where like we had like water come through the door a little bit and heavy winds, and I was up all night freaking out. And our baby was here, etc. Jillian and I slept. Yeah. Last year was nothing, and then this year, Dorian. Dorian uh, may or may not. Just say what a stupid name for a storm. Huh? I mean, there's not any good names for storms. I know. Actually, uh, if uh, if you ever lucky enough to watch me do stand up comedy, mm. yeah, um, lucky. <laughs> Set you up for that one nicely. <laughs> I um, I have a I have a hurricane bit in my uh, my act. And you're gonna just share it with us now, aren't no, you? No, you gotta pay to listen to that top quality grade A humor. Uh, you don't have to pay for this, um, which of course is our humor of us. But talking. you, you could pay for it though. You could on the Patreon. Nice segue. Um, You're welcome. Bonus content: five dollars a month. Patreon.com/slash/arcadeaudio. Um, actually, uh, I still have two trivia episodes to edit together. There are seen it episodes, which are a lot of fun. Um, as you know, right now Samantha is still currently winless. If you're new here, every single week on Married with Movies, we talk about a random movie we've watched in our lives, like we're doing right now with the storm approaching. Uh, it's been a real up and down week for us in terms of like, it's going to wipe us off the face of the planet to not even hitting us. Um, we're locked and loaded. We got a ton of food. We got a ton of batteries. We got a ton of supplies. We just had the house cleaned for some odd reason. Um, we're so going we to die. All, we're going to die in the nice. Place. We're not gonna die. It's just gonna be a lot of wind, a lot of rain. Do you know the Hopefully, rest of the, the names of this season? We went over it uh, on my mom's birthday because I remembered that uh, there's a hurricane Melissa this year, right? There is. Yeah, I remembered that, so I shared with my sister, whose name was Melissa, that um that it, we had that this year. But what are the rest of them? I remember there was a couple of so shitty ones. Aaron would be the next one. Mm-hmm. Fernand. 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 Oh. Not Fernand. Fernando. They forgot the O. No, it's no, Fernand. It's Fernand. 
Uh, Gabrielle. Uh-huh. Humberto. Umberto. Humberto. Do you know... And you're wondering why you're losing this year. Imelda. Jerry. Karen. Lorenzo. Melissa. Nestor. Olga. Pablo. Rebecca with a K. K for some reason, yeah. Sebastian. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tanya. Van. And Wendy. I really want a Hurricane Jerry. I don't know why it's so funny to me. It's just like... It's, a, it's like... Uh, like, every bar has a guy that, like, just sits there for seven hours, like, watch out, here comes Hurricane Jerry. Can I get a fucking shot of rum? Like that fucking guy. So it'd be very funny to me. Uh, so we may record several episodes over the next few days. Um, as of right now, from when we're recording this, we don't know if we're going to have work uh, Tuesday or Wednesday. Of course, we don't have work tomorrow, because it's Labor Day. Shout out to all you laborers out there. Um, but... Uh, we kind of shit switched up the order of things here. So for the next few weeks, we might be recording strictly this week. Uh, we watched Legally Blonde. As you can tell by the, the title of the podcast, you, we thought we were going to do Down and Out in Beverly Hills first. Skipped over that. That may be next week's episode. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, we also um, are going to treat our daughter, because she's been very good the past couple days when she's up from her nap, to watch a movie of her choice. So depending on what that is, of course, if we own it and we watch it, we have to record about it. So we might have a special episode coming up here soon. But also, um, in two weeks, it's Slam, A lot going on. So we always do a wrestling-themed episode for Slam because Slam used to be wrestling-themed. And it's, uh, spoiler alert, I think I've announced it on the show or I've announced it elsewhere, but it'll be my last year doing Slam and Rich's last year doing Slam. So Slam effectively will be... Um, ceasing to be after this little run, potentially. So um be the last time we're kind of theming this that week's episode around Thank wrestling. God. So fuck you. We're going out with it. We're going out a good one. We're going and it's gonna be short too, so you'll like that. Um but before that we have to suffer through what Samantha nominated. Um an amendment to what Samantha had nominated, because again, Samantha doesn't know what we own. Mind you, she had a list on her phone. I thought that we owned it. Maybe I was and like, she oh, can't maybe even I'll buy look at a tower of movies, three towers of movies, and and read appropriately. So she nominated. Is this sh- a shit on Samantha Hour? Yeah, it's 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 that's called Married Movies. It's like the the co name of the the podcast. Um, name of my life. True. So she's all that we don't own. So she could nominate it. So instead, she nominated "Can't Hardly Wait" yeah. off air, which yeah. I should have switched my pick up. But for the benefit of you people at home, I kept it to what I picked last week, You're which was asshole. "Legally Blonde." Do you have anything else before we get into the podcast? No, I was looking at the hurricane names for the next two years, and there's some really fun. They announced them two years in advance. They Why? Only have, they only like have the fucking six, Olympics. Oh well, no, they only have six lists, and they repeat them every six years. Every six years? Yeah, so like really? they know. But they, have to, but they retire they things. They retire some of them depending on how devastating it is. Right. Hmm. Never realized that. Mm-hmm. Well, cool. Yeah, so. All you meteorologists out there, now you, now you know. Well, yeah, I guess you already would have known that. Legally Blonde is this week's episode. <laughs> Let me read the package. Reese Witherspoon, Legally Blonde. Boldly going where no blonde has gone. Two thumbs up, says... Ebert and Roper and the movies. A feel-good, girl-powered comedy. Says people. Oh, I got you pick. said girl-powered. I did not. I said a, a feel-good, girl-power 
movie is what I said. I'm pretty sure you said powered. I did not. That's okay. Well, I gotta take the sticker off so I can read the words that are missing. Yeah, I, th- I think I know what it is. I think it just says even if and then election, right? That's fair. Okay. Okay. She's a California sorority girl who do anything to keep her man, even if it means going all the way to law school. Reese Witherspoon, election, stars with Luke Wilson, Charlie's Angels. Charlie's Angels for Luke Wilson. Selma Blair, Cruel Intentions, Matthew Davis, Pearl Harbor, and Victor Garber, Titanic, in a knockout comedy with a heart of gold and hair to match. Elle Woods, Witherspoon, is a California blonde with... Tour clothes. No, that's a fuck up. I thought it was gonna. Uh, that's a fuck up. I didn't fuck up the word. Fabulous yes, you did. friends and the hottest boyfriend on campus. So when Werner Huntington III Davis suddenly dumps her and heads for Harvard Law School, Elle takes matters into her own perfectly manicured hands. She enrolls too. Now getting Warner back should be a snap, right? Wrong. Elle's about to begin the toughest fight of her life for love, honor, justice, and respect for blondes everywhere. So I thought it was going to say costume clothes. I, I miss I miss verbally read it, uh, but I said it right with couture. Cl- it's, it's, fine, it's fine, 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 fine. Count it. Count yeah, it. I'm counting it. Oh, yeah, I was going to count it, regardless <sighs> of what you were saying. Couture. Did you see couture? Yeah, fuck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whatever. But I, I did say girl power. I didn't say girl power. Okay, fine. So two to one. If you're wondering why we're being so anal about this, you're just joining us. Uh, every 50 episodes now, whoever messes up on the box the most, uh, the loser has to watch a film series of the, the winner's choosing. That's why recently I had to watch all three Beverly Hills Chihuahuas movies. Because you cheated the last time we did <coughs> this. go-around is... Because you cheated the last time that we Leprechaun did Leprechaun versus Bring It On. And I'm currently winning <laughs> two to one, so... But let it be said on the record, you cheated the last time that we did this. Whatever. So you nominated this movie, so you can begin... By talking. What? This is a great movie. <coughs> this is one of those movies that kind of changed a lot of things when it came out. What did this what did this movie change? This movie didn't change a damn thing. It changed how people looked at uh Reese Witherspoon. She was already a alright, so I will give you that. She was a burgeoning star. This but this solidified her. This solidified her as yeah. a lead, a as box a lead, office threat. Yes. Sure. That, I'll give you that. Fine. It also created Legally Blonde the Musical. Oh great. Which was on that. Broadway. No, and it had a really good run. <coughs> mm-hmm. Um Alright, so the one thing I will kind of give you is that I I do feel like this movie helped in a in a time when female-led movies were kind of on the downswing. Yeah. And that people weren't making movies for women. This kind of showed, like, okay, yes, this movie can, you know, or these movies can be worthwhile. It got decent mm-hmm. reviews from critics. It got a bunch of Golden Globe nominees. It's since been ranked on a bunch of bullshit lists. Mm-hmm. Um, it's deemed, like, a cult classic. I don't think a movie that made, like, almost $100 million can really be called a cult classic. But, um, yeah, it grossed $96.5 million. Domestically, 69% on Rotten Tomatoes. It also was nominated uh, for the AFI's uh, Top 10, Top 10. So they did a thing in 2008 when they are running out of ideas. That's why we don't have AFI lists anymore. They did like the Top 10 of 10 different genres. Mm-hmm. There was a courthouse drama one. This one was nominated on the list. It didn't make it to the Top 10, which is a bunch of horse shit. Um, I ultimately don't have a big... It's a fun movie. This is... 
literally it's you can a fun movie. You can Put go listen to my comments from Miss Congeniality and just copy and paste them to my thoughts right here. There's nothing wrong with it. There are worse movies there are in worse this movies. in this subgenre that I yes. could not sit through. Yeah, but this one, it's got some terrible acting, I'll give you that. But it's got some good acting. It's got good mix of drama and comedy. So much drama. It's There's a, drama. What drama is there? The drama of them having to find out the alibi and then having to defend her. And then when she finds out that the pool boy is gay. It's all played for comedic value. Which that part. So I like, once it gets to like the courtroom stuff, I like the second half of the movie a lot more than like the first half of the movie. The first half of the movie... It's just... Well, that's the romantic part. Once it gets to the comedy part, it's much better. The first half's not romantic. He dumps her, and then she... She's trying to get him She's out. a stereotypical woman who... I mean, in movies. I don't mean in general. I mean, like, what happens in any movie when a woman gets broken, a dump? Yeah, let's she see watches, what happens in real life when someone gets dumped. She watches sappy things and uh, eats a bunch of candy and ice cream. If, if I dumped you, what would you do? Well, what I do? Yeah. yeah. No comment. I would, I would sit here and watch wrestling and eat mac and cheese and be sad. I and like then that I'd... that last part was thrown in there. <laughs> You're such a douchebag. <laughs> what? I'm not laughing. Why are you so hysterical? <clears throat> it's the first half of the movie is just like Weiss Witherspoon and like these fucking hot outfits, you know, being a ditz and building up to like the meat and potatoes of the movie, which is her going to Harvard which is ridiculous, but that's neither here nor there. It's the comedy of the movie. Um, Why is it ridiculous? It's not ridiculous. I mean, look, they could want diversity. Uh-huh. Sure. I don't know. I didn't go to Harvard. Yeah, I didn't go to Harvard either. Um, so how do you know? I mean, it has this reputation, I'd say. Mm-hmm. But there's ultimately... There's plenty in this movie that I will roll my eyes at because it is. These romantic comedies that are geared toward women, for the most part, unfortunately, exist in a very, very narrow field where they just go for a lot of lowest common denominator style laughs, stereotypes, there's nothing surprising, it's all cookie cutter, paint by numbers, this one is raised by a couple performances, and it's just being, you know, a cut above the rest. But being a cut above the rest, and the rest are all pretty tame and pedestrian, doesn't mean this is a great movie. This is fine. Yep. For all intents and purposes, with a little bit I've seen the sequel, the sequel's hot garbage, right? Uh, yes. Isn't it like, what's the sequel? The sequel's like... She's fighting for, like, the rights of her dog or something. <clears throat> Elle Woods has to Washington, D.C. to join the staff of a representative in order to pass a bill to ban animal testing. Ah. So they're, it's, uh... Great. They're in the White House. Cool. So it's Mrs. Woods goes to Washington. Cool. Yeah, Mrs. Woods. Yeah. yeah. Cool. No Basically. thanks. Um, I don't... I mean... What else is there to really say about this fucking movie? You picked it. Can you be critical of it at all? Like, Well, I mean, it's it's fine. It's fine. It's one of those movies that if it's on, I'll put it on. Like, I can watch it whenever. It's it's not like... 
It's nothing crazy, but I think it's a really special movie in some of the things that it does, especially with Reese Witherspoon. I think she's fantastic in it. Sure, I mean, I, I think it's fair to say, I don't want to jump to conclusions, but I can write her down as the MVP uh, of the movie. Yeah. Right? Yeah, like, she, without her, this would not be what it was. No. It's very lovable because of the character she plays. She plays a an incredibly great, earnest character mm-hmm. who can be super bright, but then super, <laughs> uh, not ditzy. What? Like it's hard? Shallow. Not not even that. Like, just she like, is in the beginning. And I think sure. that's good. She's all these stereotypical sorority girl kind of um, assumptions. And she breaks them all by the end. You know, I really like, I think, the scene where the nerdy guy's getting, like, like made fun of when he's asking the girl on a date. You mean all. Bill Farrell? <laughs> when Bill Farrell's getting asked out, or asking the girl out on a date... And they're making fun of him, they're being so mean, and then she goes to his rescue. I think that that's really, um, I think it's a really nice scene. I think that it speaks to, like, her transformation, basically, from being that girl to, although you never, she, it's never indicated that she was cruel or anything like that, so. No, she's never mean or anything yeah, to anybody. Yeah, so, but I just it's really just... like her portrayal. I just really do. I think it's a very relatable character. You know, someone who got dumped did something to try to win them back to think that, oh, this is what I have to become in order for this person to love me or want me and ended up finding something that she loved and was like, I don't need a man. I don't need him. I do like that it didn't have the traditional, like, lover's quarrel. So, like, she gets dumped. She she fights. The only quarrel is between her and Selma Blair because they start off like his like rivals mm-hmm. and they go to like res- respect each other mm-hmm. and then Selma Blair thinks that thinks the worst of Elle and you know, she's sleeping with the teacher and then it goes back to that way but that's it like there's never like a fight or a breakup between Elle and Luke Wilson's character so like you don't have to worry about that happening mm-hmm. um same thing with uh like her friends or any like it's all pretty, like, straightforward, so, like, it doesn't fall into that trope, but then everything else feels pretty, like, short-changed. Like, you don't get a lot... Like, it's only a 90-minute movie. You can totally wipe all the B-plots at the fucking nail salon out of this fucking movie. You don't like the bend and snap? The bend and snap, which is maybe the most famous scene in this movie... You don't like the bend and snap? ...is the worst scene in the fucking movie. It's awful. It's horrible. First off, doesn't work. Second all. How many times have, have you tried it? Well, if I tried it right now, I'd probably break my hip. Maybe it'll, maybe it'll fix you. Snap back into place. Can we try Ben and Snap Live on the podcast no, right now? No, I don't, because I don't really want to be responsible for what happens. Please don't. Fuck you. Called me out on it. Let me stand up. I have a pen in my hand that I normally would use to write down my thing. Oop, drop my pen. Oh, darn. Allow me to bend and snap. <laughs> that was so pathetic. What? You're supposed Is to it... bend sensuously. Be sensuous with it. I feel so used right now, even though I started this. So, I mean, bend. <laughs> what, what do I have to be sensual for? For me. What, you're just going to stare on my shirt? And snap. Oh, fuck. Ow. <laughs> oh, no. Actually, that, actually, I don't feel bad right now. I told you. God damn it. Bend and snap works. 
So I go to my orthopedic. Hi, where's your back? Your back looks really good. What happened? I just bent it and snapped. You know. Bent and snapped. Who, who is your? Who'd you get a second opinion from? Jennifer Coolidge. Um, it's just, I hate. The How many times really has a bent and snap been done on you? Never, never. I'm just saying, like that's the thing. Like it doesn't work. It doesn't I mean, happen. It doesn't work. What if I did it? It's so. That's how. That's how I got you with the bend and snap. You did <laughs> not get me with a bend and snap. Got you it's, something all right. It's you stuck your tongue out at me. It's weird. Uh huh. Weird in this. You acted like a seven year old. Oh, that's even weirder. <laughs> that, didn't, that didn't help. Please shut the fuck up. Um, I just hate those really, especially in comedies, these really overproduced, absurd. They had to get everybody group from the scenes, like everyone from the salon bending and snapping together, and then, they, and then that that gay dude who looks like Michael Bay's cousin comes out, <laughs> and it's like, are we bending and snapping? Works every time. And it's like it just it just sucks, and then. Mind you, there's no payoff to it, because then she does it, and then she still headbutts the UPS guy, and it's fucking worthless. Like, it should have worked at that point. Like, you just wasted five minutes of this movie setting this up as being, like, the foolproof thing, and then she still can't do it. The same thing with all of, all the stuff where they, like, they go and get the dog back. It just, this movie takes, like, too many detours. Any of the parts of Jennifer Coolidge I could have done without. So we we shit on Jennifer Coolidge a lot on this podcast. She's a two-time LVP, one of the few two-time LVPs. She's I, not going to be my LVP in this movie. But there are some people who love her, adore her, and I don't understand why. So here's what I think happens. I think she's an easy person to get. She's probably cheap. No offense. Jesus, that sounds horrible. <laughs> but she's an easy person to get. To She'll be, do anything. Yeah, exactly. As she, she was in Best in Show... One of the best comedies the past 25, 30 years. And she was in fucking Click. You know what I mean? Like, she's easy to get and she'll do whatever character you have. And it could be really, really cheesy and eye-roll inducing and this really bad character. Or she can just, like, like kind of stick out amongst, like, other people. And this, she's a little bit toned down, if that makes sense. Like, she's not doing anything totally... It's just her character and her scenes are wholly unnecessary to the to to the the whole of the movie. She's not my LVP. We'll get to that in just a little bit. Is, was she going to be your LVP? She's a candidate for it from me. Uh, well, so. she's not totally off the hook, but I, right, I, I think I, right. I think I can swear you who I think my my LVP is going to be. This movie has two former LVPs in it: her and uh, Luke Wilson. Who Luke Wilson is not my LVP either. He's th- fine in this. He's fine. He's harmless. Luke Wilson, I think, on the whole, is harmless. I like. I like the. Well, what about what if I was blonde? Then you'd be Owen. Luke. Then you'd be Owen Wilson. Then you'd, then you'd be have Owen a Luke. fucked up nose, and you would have tried to kill yourself. And you'd have a lot more money. <laughs> you would have to do those funny. You did like a Colgate commercial or something <laughs> this past year. <laughs> something like that. Something what like is what's underneath here? Hold on. You might have a. Oh. Hey, another pilot pen I just found on the couch. All right, cool. Now I have two. Uh, so, I ben, like, it's not with each hand. <laughs> no, 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 don't. Uh, so you mentioned performance. Is there anything else that you really don't like about the movie? Or do you have a favorite scene? Is Ben and Snap your favorite scene? No, Ben and Snap is not my favorite scene. How dare you? How dare you? Mm-hmm. Um, I like the courtroom scene. I like the final courtroom scene and her epiphany. I like that. Uh, I, I I like Luke Wilson's little scene where he reveals. And what's your boyfriend's name? Yeah, Chuck. Yeah. All right, thanks. Like, yeah, like I like I those like that back stuff. and forth yeah. and stuff. I 
I like uh, the music. This has some really good music in it. It did? Excuse me, yeah. It's got good music. Okay. Perfect day. That's it. <laughs> it's the... I had something like <coughs> Who sings that? Alexa. Who sings the song A Perfect Day from Legally Blonde? That was Queen of Mean by Sarah Jeffrey. I don't think that's the right. Is that the right? I don't think that's Alexa. Right. Play Queen of Mean by Sarah Jeffrey. Here's Queen of Mean by Sarah Jeffrey on Amazon Music. I don't think this is it, is it? I'm so tired of pretending. What the fuck is this? Where's my happy ending? I followed all the rules. I drew inside the line. What is this? I never asked for anything that wasn't mine. This sounds like a bad X Factor audition. Isn't this the girl that was just on America's Got Talent? No. Alexa, please stop. <laughs> Alexa, what's the song from Legally Blonde, the movie? The Legally Blonde soundtrack includes Perfect Day, Ooh La La, and A Thousand Miles. Alexa, play Perfect Day. And a Thousand Miles. Perfect Day, A True Story by Gabby Hanna on Amazon. This is going to be another wrong song. God damn it. <laughs> Alexa, stop. <laughs> this is a failed experiment. I'm just going to go. And A Thousand Miles was, was in this movie. It was? one of our favorite songs. Just winning my case downtown. That's how you do it. You try to set it up in the car the other day. You couldn't even get the line right from <laughs> the X-Men franchise. I was too excited. All right, perfect day song. Um, Cascada? Is this it? Hold on. Nope, now it gives me something by Lou Reed. Just everyone's <laughs> names their song Perfect Day. I just got a Lou Reed example. I know it's not Lou Reed. <laughs> it's a perfect day. Um, perfect Day song, Legally Blonde. We're, we're, we're not budging until this happens. Perfect Day, Hoku! That's why. Fuck you, Hoku. Remember Hoku? You know Hoku. No. no. Not Haiku, the poem, and not Haku, the wrestler who would bite your nose off. Hoku, the slutty version of the three. <laughs> no, uh, you'll know Hoku. Hold on. She was like, all right, so remember in like the late 90s, 2000s, when you had, you had Britney, you had Christina, then you had Jessica Simpson and Mandy Moore, and they were definitively in that order. Well, like three steps down was Hoku. She was like with JoJo, and um, who was the one that ended up being like, it was like in horror movies. This is going to bother me. Why am I the one who knows all this stuff and you don't? Hoku, there you go. I have no idea. Yeah, her. Who the fuck? She's like from Hawaii or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know if that was like her real name. Hoku um, Ho Clements, that was her real name. That's terrible. Yeah. Um, yeah. so sorry. That's her. Why yeah. do you know so much about 90s pop stars? I watched TRL when I got home, bruh. I did. I was a big TRL fan. Uh, so it came up on... Cool. I think it came up on Podswoggle last week or the week before. Like, just how out of... Like, now that I'm 32 years old and have a child... Like, I don't listen to music now, obviously. Like, it's very rare. Like, it has to be an artist I've already been listening to for a while. Like, Kanye or Chance or, you know, several bands. Like, Foo Fighters. Like, you know, I don't listen to new mm -hmm. shit. Nothing catches me hardly anymore. But also, like, I don't listen to the radio... 
I don't have Spotify and play like today's hits or anything. So like Old Town Road, I could not identify that song out of a fucking what lineup song? of songs. Old Town Road. What is it? Isn't that that the song that just like broke the Billboard records for like the amount of times it was number one? Oh. The the song with huh? Billy Ray Cyrus what? and that black cowboy dude. He Do has you... a song. Okay, good. So I'm right glad. Now? So we're meant to be together. I. <laughs> I... I'm the same way, and I've worked in a music store. I know a lot about music, but older music, so I have been out of the game for a little while when it comes to that kind of thing, um, but thankfully, the people I work with keep me young, and sometimes I'm... when we're, we have no customers, they just play music, so I'm an expert on Lizzo, but I can tell you what that old country I've, road is. I have no idea what Lizzo, Lizzo, is that like a sequel to Rango or something? No, well, I'll show you. Hold on, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play a little Old Town Road right now just so that we can both experience it for the first right, time together live on the show. Got to wait for this commercial to finish. So this is uh, Lil Nas X. Oh, to, he's the one who came out as gay, right? Or bisexual? I don't, I don't know the song. You think I know what they're... No, 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 no. Lil Nas X, which also I think I'm taking from my back right now. I'm taking a Lil Nas X. <laughs> oh, God's go. A big opening. Chris Rock's in this video? Just kidding. Come on, this isn't a Guns N' Roses video. Get to the fucking song. I can't hear it. This was the biggest song in the country for half the year. Yep, well, that's done. That's, that's... Is that a real thing? Is that real? That has been watched that, 300 million times. Is that real, though? And it was number one on the Billboard charts. I think it broke, like, an old Boys to Men record or something. Is that for real? Yes. 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 What's wrong with people? No. Don't say that out loud, Mark. Fuck. That's disgusting. So, so, in other words, I apologize, Hoku. <laughs> You're fine. You started this by saying, I like the well, music. The, the only one music is good. The music is good. <sighs> Whatever. Um, do you have any dumb questions for me? What, I didn't take I, any notes for this episode. I didn't Because it's legally blonde. Like, yeah, what notes am I going to fucking take? Um, I, I already asked you some dumb <coughs> questions. I made you do the bend and snap in the middle of the fair, show. I've fair, already fair, asked fair, you my dumb enough. questions yep, for the show. Enough. Yep, you've, 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 you've riddled me with stupidity already. Very, very fair point. Um, we already named Reese Witherspoon the MVP. Uh, we already said that Jennifer Coolidge, I don't think, is the MVP. You said she's a candidate. Sure. Uh, I said it's not Luke Wilson. I like Selma Blair. Um, I've always liked Selma Blair. It's odd, you know, it's funny that I don't think her and Reese Witherspoon share any scenes in Cruel Intentions, which is both are kind of like another one of their jumping off yeah, points. Yeah, I don't think they do. They both go through Sarah Michelle Gellar. Uh, if they do, it's in passing. I've seen the movie a bunch of times. I'm just blanking right now. Um... Yeah, because in the end, when she's passing out like the copies of the diary, Selma's in the car, mm -hmm. or uh, Bruce Willis in the car. So I don't think they share any scenes. Together. I don't think so. Um, but Selma Blair is always good, great. Shame what she's going through now. She has like MS, doesn't she? Yeah, she's yeah. MS. She just has to shave her head. Yeah, um, but she's always a good character actress. Always brings a lot of, of fun. Um, Victor Garber, renowned character actor. He's in he be in Titanic. He be in fucking Alias. He be in a bunch of different things. Um, so who so. If Jennifer Coolidge is your candidate, do you have a definitive LVP? Well, you apparently do. You're I do. Every, tell me who. Uh, Matthew Davis, the guy who plays Warner. Oh, you don't. He's he's dog shit. He's, he's awful. He's very bad. He has terrible reactions he too. All yeah, like the worst reactions. He has so bad reactions. Like it seems I, I don't want to fall into a trap on this podcast where I feel like a lot of times we have like two or three 
set categories of LVPs. It's either like the bitchy white girl, or it's the villain who just like misplayed his part, or it's or like uh, just like it's, you know. How dare you? What we don't fall into a trap of of stereotyping these people. If they're gonna portray that kind of character, they Do better right. be damn good at it. And this guy is Do not. Do it right, exactly. He has awful facial it's expressions. Not my fault. Awful, like, like, overactive, like, 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 reactions of things. And even when he's being, like, understated, when he's, like, being under, when he's being overshadowed by L or whoever else, just his little, like, annoyed faces or whatever he says are just fucking bad. Mm-hmm. He, and even from the jump, like, so sure, he's pretty much the bad guy from the very first beat because he's going to be breaking up with her. But even if you're going to get lulled into a false sense of like he's a good guy or you want him to be earned back by her, like he does a poor job at ever wanting to be that way. Just from just his natural body language and the way that he is. 100%. So yeah, so he's mine. I, I think that's fair. When you're more of a fucking sore thumb in a movie than Jennifer Coolidge and Luke Wilson, yeah. you're pretty bad. Uh, another former, I think she's a former LVP, or no, she even MVP at one point? I don't remember. Al- Elena Ubach is in this movie, who she always just has to be Weird a ass. character to like up to 14. I just thought she was going to say, Mary. I thought she was just going to start singing. Oh, that's right. She was in Sister Act Yeah, too. she was in yeah. Sister Act too. She's a chameleon. Um, she is. Like, you can't tell it's her until you're like, yeah. The other, oh, that was her. <laughs> the other sorority sister is, is pretty bad as well. She's just obnoxious and squeaky. But they're meant squeaky. to be. Sure. The whole point is they're meant to be to show that juxtaposition between sure. what Elle is and what she becomes and things like that. Yeah. I also like... Um, so that I don't fault them for. They did a good job of portraying yeah, that. Yeah, uh, Allie Larder is whatever. Uh, Allie Larder? She'd be like 50-something now, right, probably? How old is Allie Larder? Um, also in this is, I always forget her last name, Holland something Taylor. or other. Holland Taylor. Uh, she's like, the teacher's Allie hard on... Allie Larder's only 10 years older than us. That's a kick in the butt. Yeah, she's 43. Um, she's the teacher that, like, is hard on Elle at first and then grows to respect her and then mm-hmm. it convinces her to stay, you know. Uh, do you know who she is married to or together with? I do not. Sarah Paulson. What? Yeah, so Sarah Paulson is, I don't know if she's bisexual or she's just gay, but she's been with Holland Taylor for, like, ever. And it'd have to be, because Holland Taylor's, like, 70-something, and Sarah Paulson's, like, 40-something. Like, Like, yeah, like, they're uh, they're a couple. A couple? Yeah, they've been together. They could be, like, heterosexual life mates. No, like, no, like, they, they, they're well, a couple. That's wonderful. Congratulations. She's 76, and she's been with Sarah Paulson since 2015. Wow, that's, that's wonderful. It's just weird. I just find it, not that it's, it's not weird, it's hey, just. No. we are full supporters of yes. everything. We, whatever makes you happy. Yeah. I just, I just you find know it. You what else like I saw it, Alana Yubach like, has done? She's the voice of Snowflake on Jillian's show Puppy Dog Pals. Cool. She does everything. Cool. Um, there was somebody else in this movie I was going to point out. If it was. Oh, Linda Cardellini. Another Linda one Cardellini, who's like... Linda Cardellini, fantastic. I like that whole scene. I like... Chutney, right? Chutney. Chutney, nice. Yeah. Oh, also, another LVP candidate, uh, if she was in more than just one and a half scene, would have been Raquel Welsh. Like, a total random, like, scene that wasn't necessary. They're just like, hey, we can get Raquel Welsh for a scene. And then she shows up randomly in an obviously different... 
uh, stage setting than the actual courtroom just for her to react to everything in the courthouse later on. It's just such a waste of, like, a classic, like, actress and sex symbol in Hollywood. It's just, oh, we got Raquel Walsh for a scene. Let's throw her in. Yeah, you're right. Um, you know that this is good timing. They're making a Legally Blonde 3 come out next year. I think year. it comes out, yeah, I think it comes out next year. Cool. Which I'm not thrilled about because I know we're going to have to fucking, you're going to want to go see it and watch it and everything. So, sure am. Gonna take that in the movie league. Hooray. No, no we're Yes, not. we are. Um, is this one of your favorite dog performances in a movie? Hmm. He doesn't do anything, but... Brewster? Bruiser, not Brewster. Brewster? For Brewster's Millions? Yeah, this dog Bru- was in that movie with Richard uh, Pryor. Look, I'm so fucking sick of chihuahuas. I'm very sick of chihuahuas. Chihuahuas are cute and all, but... Uh, no. There's such a thing as too much chihuahua. Too much chihuahua. I... Chihuahua. I hate you. Also, if I'm gonna have a Chihuahua in my movie at this point, I just expect it to be voiced by George Lopez. <laughs> like, you could have totally convinced me, like, 40 minutes of this movie. It's like, Bruiser, what are we gonna do? I don't know, Poppy! Like, just George Lopez just starts talking and doing his fucking shtick. Um, Mi amor! It would have been, I would have been for it at this point. Um, because they, they kept getting better and better. So maybe this movie would have been better if it even got some George Lopez action in it. Um,. Have you ever read Alana Ubik's IMDb page? No, but I could I could tell you a lot of it. So Do you remember when we watched me the she, Falker? Yeah, she I, was the maid. We talked about it. Yeah, the, I looked down on my thing because I think she might have been either an MVP or an LVP at some point. We talked about her possibly being LVP. Oh no, I think she was LVP for that movie. I was an MVP. Yeah, she was LVP for Meet the Falkers. Her, I didn't realize yeah. that is the same. Yeah, because it because it was such a, like an offensive stereotypical. It was. Yeah. It was so bad. You little fucker! Like, yeah, it was yeah, like, it was, it was so bad. bad. Can you do that again? Nope. 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 That's a one time only deal. Um, yeah. What else? Did you ever want to be uh, an attorney? Yes, actually, I did. I actually just had this conversation. Yeah. I really did. What was did the yes want... answer? You don't think. <laughs> I'm kidding. Go on, please. Take your hand off my knee. Excuse me. <coughs> yeah, how's that cough feel? Oh, uh, this doesn't stop. I'm sorry. Please go on. Uh huh. No, I'm good. No, no, I I just did it for the joke, but I honestly uh-huh. wanted you to answer. I know I blood you up because I knew you said recently you thought you wanted to be one. Well, yeah, we I talked about this at work too. Um, I had wanted to go to law school for forever. I took that criminal justice class. Remember, I told the story on the show about mm-hmm. how we went on a field trip to the jail. Yes. Oh my and God. No. <laughs> no. Never mind. You're not no, telling this I did. fucking story again. I did. I did want to be um an attorney. I... What? Criminals. Never mind. It's a joke. People like, ow! You threw my phone on me. Hit my bone. My wrist bone. It's connected to my hand bones. <laughs> That was really so bad. <laughs> um, but no, I did want to be an attorney, and I was just talking about it. That I like the the like organization and the like succinct way that you you know get from A to B to C. Not I don't think like courtroom law. Um, I don't really like talking in front of people. It makes me really nervous. I get really bad like stage fright, which is why I stopped. Doing improv and sketch comedy. Um, that's why. And, um, but I, I like, you know, doing like that research and coming to the conclusion, um, all that kind of logistics of it, I really like. So. You'd have, you would have been a very good attorney. You would have been a pain in the ass, but you would have been a very good I would have got my way. 
Did you ever want to be a lawyer? No. no. I know. No. Too much work. I barely wanted to do any work in college with, like, debate or anything. We did a group project. I'm like, uh, yeah, uh, I looked this up. Hand, like, one piece of paper. I'm going to go. <laughs> like, I have other shit to work on. It's just too much work. I don't want it to be like, oh, according to Harris v. McDonald's. Uh, like, no, fuck that. It's stupid. I hate our whole justice system and that whole thing. But. That's a podcast for another podcast. No, nah, I just want to talk about it. That's what it is. All right, well, there's nothing else on Legally Blonde. Let's score it and move on. What, uh, you picked it, so I give it a score first. Ugh, I really want to go in that box and, and I no, I think I remember what I gave that movie, so I'm going to kind of go a similar route. Look, there's not, there's, there's things wrong with it. I'm not going to say there's not anything wrong with it. There are things wrong with it. But it keeps his head above water, to me, with Reese Witherspoon's performance and just being, just having a different spirit to it than most other movies in line. I can't go any higher than a set number just because it's not my thing. Sure. So I'm going to go with a six. Really? I'm going to go with a six. I think oh. it's the exact same thing I gave Miss Congeniality. That's why I was, now that I've given it my score, I'm going to confirm that. I don't remember how long ago that was, but I'm going to find it. What is, uh, what are you, what are you doing here? Wow, I was going to give it a seven and a half. Seven and a half? Okay, hey, hey, guess what? We're two different people. We're allowed to have a, no. a difference in opinions about yeah, things. Yeah, my opinion's right and your opinion's wrong. Right, why are you using both pens to write on your paper? <laughs> this one's actually dead because it's been sitting in the couch so long. So 13, oh, my pen. 13.5, so that's a 6.75. I think I'd be better at that at this point. Miss, do you, you have your whole little list there. You don't have... Yeah, but it only is if we watched it this year or last year. Oh, you know. Let me sift through real quick. Try to find it. I think uh, nine, uh, six twenty nine. you gave the movie a 6. I did? Okay, good. Yeah, I thought I, thought I did. So. Yeah, so I think that's fair. I think that's fair. All right, so my nominations... Again, this is going to be our Pod Slam episode. So next week, we'll either have a random movie we watched with Jilly, or we'll have Down and Down in Beverly Hills. All depends on everything. We might push some stuff back. We might have maybe the movie we watched with Jilly we'll kind of put in the bank. Never know. Um, so we, we don't have a lot of wrestling movies, or even movies with wrestlers kind of left. I don't want to just nominate a John Cena movie or a Dwayne Johnson movie or whatever. So I bought a while back, it's a two-pack, uh, each movie is only about an hour, so you're going to get off a light here as well. And that's why I asked you the other day, like, what we consider to be, like, a feature length. And I remember we did, like, DuckTales was 65 minutes. We did a bunch of 30 for 30s. If they were less than 60 minutes, mm-hmm. we kind of put them with something else. Just save time. So I would like to watch both of these, mm-hmm. but I'll nominate them individually, and we'll have to watch the other one another time. Or, okay, how about this? How about this? I'm going to try to... I'm going to pitch this here. Mm. So here are my two nominations. They're both related to Andy Kaufman, who had a very, very famous wrestling stint. So the first one is My Breakfast with Blassie, which is a, a parody of My Dinner with Andre he did with wrestling manager Classy Freddie Blassie. Or I'm from Hollywood, which is a pseudo-documentary about his time in the wrestling business, which is all kind of treated as if it was legitimate. So those are my two nominations. Or... We watch both of them together, and that's one pick, and my other nomination would be Man on the Moon, which is the Jim Carrey version of the movie. I hate Andy Kaufman. <laughs> well, this is what we're doing. So, 
So whatever. So either we can watch one of the two of those, and then the other one goes back in the box, or we watch them both together, or we watch Man on the Moon. I'll let you kind of. Why would I volunteer to watch multiple? <laughs> I don't know movies on a subject that I don't enjoy. You have to do it at some point anyway. Ugh. Yeah, but not together. Um, so let's we, so do, either watch. Let's do. We either watch a biopic about him. We watch a documentary. Mockumentary, kind of a documentary. Mockumentary. Basically a mockumentary about him. Or we watch a, a, a weird movie with him and a wrestler. D. No. None of the above. Um, no, I guess. All right, let's, I guess. It's only an hour. Huh? Mm-hmm. I guess we'll do both of them. We're going to do both? Yeah. Okay. Get it out the way. So Man on the Moon will be go on nice the list that we can't watch. Nap, yeah. <laughs> no, it's not a nap. Because I felt I felt weird like doing one and not the other. So in two weeks' time, our episode will be My Breakfast with Blassie and I'm from Hollywood. They're on the same disc, so it's only kind of fair. I mean, Julie's still sleeping enough one out right now. No, because I'm <laughs> tracking this hurricane. Um very go. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Married with Movies, we encourage you as always, go to arcadeaudio.net for this podcast and the others in our network of shows. Like we mentioned earlier on the show, patreon.com slash arcadeaudio for bonus content. The um, the mullet trivia series is on there, plus all the other bonus content from our shows. Uh, very much appreciated. Your patronage every single month. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we'll share the review if you write a nice one on the show. Facebook.com slash Married with Movies at Mary W. Movies on Twitter, marriedwithmovies at gmail.com, and it is Pod Slam season, as I've mentioned several times throughout the podcast. Go to arcadeaudio.net slash podslam. Buy tickets for the live show in Chicago, September 21st. All day tickets are only $10. Find out what shows are going to be performing there. Also, donations are open. $5,000 is our goal. Let's crush that goal. Um, it'll also be live streamed on that website. Also, hopefully, be video streamed somewhere. It is a fifth annual podcast marathon benefiting Connor's Cure, which is a great charity uh, through WWE and the V Foundation, helping fight pediatric cancer. Anything else, Samantha? No, Christopher. I think today this has been a perfect day. Alexa, play Perfect Day. Perfect Day, a true story by Gabby Hanna. Why is this, Alexa, stop? Alexa. Play Perfect Day by Hoku. Perfect Day by Hoku. Starting now. I was testing it. Perfect Day by Hoku. Perfect For Mullet. This is Mullet. Signing out for Married with Movies. We'll catch you next time on the couch. Slash the movie. I mean, they hear this at the beginning. I don't know what I'm playing now. I'm going to play another Perfect Day. The different one. <laughs> play the, play the one, one I kept bringing up. Uh, Alexa. Stop. Play Perfect Day by Lou Reed. Let's see what it says. Here's Perfect Day by Lou Reed on Amazon Music. You're boring as fuck. Don't play this at the end of the show. <laughs> Sounds like our theme. <laughs> it's like the show is ending forever. <laughs> I'm taking full control.
Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at ArcadeAudio.net.